to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. It's so great to have you here this week. I'm Elisa Connor, I'm your host. And I help small businesses grow and scale their business by implementing successful sales funnels. So if you're struggling with sales funnel, then you're in the right place. This week, however, we're talking about the link between success and self-care. Our world is in a little bit of a cray-cray stage. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to not only survive, but to um, empower and accelerate our success by taking care of ourselves. Before that, I want to let you know about a challenge coming up. I have um, a challenge that I am running in the month of June, starting June 15th. It'll go through the 19th. And it is a five-day challenge where you check in once a day and we are going to dun, 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 get our opt-in done. Now, you may be saying to yourself, I have had my freebie opt-in on my list to do for years or for months or for weeks or for days, but it doesn't get done. And so this challenge is a great way for you to get support, to get your questions answered, and to finally get it done so you can get it up on your website to do the number one thing that I promote on this podcast, which is grow your email list. Because if you aren't growing your email list, you don't have an audience and it's hard to sell your products and services when you don't have an audience built up. So if you are struggling with that download or your download isn't working or you just think it's time for a refresh or you've never done a download, this is a challenge for you. So how do you sign up? It's super easy. It's free. You head on over to elisaconnor.com forward slash challenge and you put in your name and your email and you will get a free little uh, guide to get you started. And then we're going to meet over on Facebook. I am creating a pop-up group to uh, do a live video every day. So you will uh, see me over on Facebook. I will have it on um, my page, but also there will be a Facebook group so we can connect and answer more questions and uh, be more effective that way. So again, how do you sign up? AliceConnor.com forward slash challenge. And I look forward to seeing all of you over there. In uh, one last piece of that, if you have somebody else that is struggling with that, feel free to invite them. I would love to have them come and everybody get done with their opt-in so that we can all be successful and grow our email lists. So <clears throat> that being said, let's hop into this week's episode, which is all about self-care. So unless you live under a rock, you've realized that 2020 has kind of thrown a lot of us for a loop. Um, there was a post that I uh, posted on social media. I try to only post up, uplifting and funny things on social media when I post. And um, one of the things that came up was uh, from the Willy Wonka movie, uh, the, the Oompa Loompas used to sing these like really detrimental songs when people like um, would turn into a giant blueberry or um, be sucked into a TV and then shrunk. <laughs> and so uh, the post was um, we're waiting for the Oompa Loompa song to start playing at the end of every month because at first it was uh, the Australian wildfires and then we had the coronavirus and then we have now we have um, killer hornets and now we have the riots happening. So it's just like one thing after another this year. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was sort of humorous. So now you'll be singing the Oompa Loompa song for the rest of the day. You're welcome. But in the meantime, um, it can be very stressful to be going through all of these different events, just one right after the other. 
Um, it can seem very um, discombobulating and hard to get ahead of it. And also hard to concentrate on where you want to go with your business and what's going on in your business and propelling yourself forward so that you can be successful. And so the first thing I want to um, advise you with or share with you is that success looks different for each of us. And it looks different for each component of our lives. And so um, I would encourage you to not compare your success with what somebody else is doing because their definition of success could be completely different or, and most likely, um, they are on a different um, component of reaching their success than where you are. And one of my favorite sayings is don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle, which is so easy to do when we look at people's social media profiles and they're, you know, they're killing it and they have all these clients and da da da. We don't really know the whole story or anyone's whole story unless we ask them the details. And so they could be, you know, 10 years into their career and they're finally seeing success and maybe you're only three months in. Well, of course, you're not going to have the same experience because you are having a different experience. You have a different business model. You've started differently. You probably care for people differently. You have a different style you bring to the table. And so the compare schlogger is it's just got to stop. We have got to quit comparing ourselves and our journey to others. And um, that means that, you know, all of our experiences mold us. And so when things happen in the world, we're going to have a different reaction. And I think that if we can keep in mind as humans that we are all one human beings and two, that um, everybody is going through something that we know nothing about. There's no way we could take encompass all of their experiences and all of their um, past traumas and their joyful experiences and have the same reaction to something that they are having. There's Unless we lived that life for them, there's no way to do that. So... I I just encourage everyone to be during this time and every time to be very compassionate towards other people and to really um, just be as kind as you can, because you never know what that one kind act or word, um, what kind of effect that will have on somebody well into the future. But this episode is really about self-care. And we are usually um, least likely to care for ourselves versus anyone else. And I have these little weird gnats in my house. I keep trying to kill them. So if you hear me slapping, it's because I'm killing a gnat. (laughs) Anyway, um, but we we aren't very kind to ourselves typically. Had to have a little water there. Goodness. Um, Typically, we are not super kind to ourselves. And so I want to encourage you to encompass self-care and um, self-awareness and taking care of yourself as a priority. Because as business owners, man, do we get beat up. We get beat up all the time, whether we're beating ourselves up or our clients might be beating us up or social media is beating us up or whatever it might be. We beat ourselves up a lot. And um, I heard this once and I I have said it many times that if you really want to do a lot of self um Uh, retrospective, um, you know, looking at yourself, introspection, there we go, it's self introspection and growth, um, become an entrepreneur, because you cannot be an entrepreneur if you aren't working on self growth and um, 
self uh, care and like figuring out like all of the different things about yourself that you are wanting to either fix or grow or change. And um, entrepreneurship will throw you right into that. So if you if you want to fast track that course to self growth, become an entrepreneur, because uh, there's really no other way uh, around it as an entrepreneur, you have to um, you have to be able to uh, tolerate that and make the changes that need to be made. So Anyway, let's dive into the content. So I have seven tips for you um, around self-care. And some of these you are probably aware of, but some of them are just, it's just a good reminder often to um, think about, you know, like what what are the things that you could really work on um, that are within your control? Because a lot of times, like with things going on in the world, we feel like we don't have any control, that we're just spiraling out of control. But there are certain things that we can do that we can control. Um, and one of the big ones is controlling what's happening in between our ears um, and what we are taking in to control our thoughts and the way that we are, react to things. Because um, one, of the, one of the things that I'll get to is, you know, we have those outside influences. Um, it can actually be more stressful and less productive. So let's start with number one. What you put into your body is probably the most important thing to uh, be aware of. And that we're going to start with food, but that you can take that literally as like putting food into your body, or you can take that um, intellectually and spiritually as well. But when we don't eat well, one, we become addicted to junk food and that's all we want. And our body actually craves it more. So it was funny because I rarely eat like McDonald's or Burger King. I don't like Burger King at all, but I rarely eat like junk food, fast food like that. If we have fast food, it's something that's... Uh, a little on the healthier end. So like we go to Tokyo Joe's a lot, we go to Chipotle. um, And, you know, places that have like more wholesome food, not that they're perfect. And they, you know, they do have calories in them and all that. But we try to choose a little bit on the more healthy end. But yesterday, it was a long day, I finally got my kids haircuts, they look like a bunch of um, (laughs) ragamuffins. So we finally got them haircuts. And then um, I had to go to the bank and of course none of the banks are really open so you got to go through the drive through and the kids are cranky and it's time for lunch and so we got our money and then we happened to go buy a McDonald's and like when I pulled into the drive through I was like oh this is a mistake we should have went somewhere else because <laughs> I just don't like McDonald's everything about it is just stressful to me so of course the line's long and they just they just can't seem to get it together anyway we finally get our food and we go home and we eat it and I was like, this is actually gross. Like, why am I eating this? But then the irony is, is that then the rest of the day, all I crave were like sweets and sugar and salt and junk. And I tried to like avert that by eating fruit and different things, but it was just very interesting because they put so many chemicals, specifically salt and sugar in, in that food, that that's what you crave the rest of the day. And so you don't even realize that you're you're addicted to it because when you start to eat it and you eat it consistently, you don't even realize that that's what they're setting up for is repeat behavior. And so other than other than that component, you also have that my energy level was just not there. Like I usually have pretty high energy and I'm ready to go. Um, and it just wasn't there because it literally slow down everything in my system by having McDonald's. And that's just me. Like maybe some people can live like that, but I can't do it. Whereas if I eat healthy um, and I have more nutritious food, I don't get as hungry as often. I don't um, crave as much junk. 
not that I never, like, I am a, oh, man, ice cream is my downfall. Like, I love ice cream, but, you know, I can manage it better. It's not like I have to have ice cream. Um, and so just, count, you know, counterbalancing that and realizing that the healthy food is going to make you feel better. It's, it's better for your body. You're putting um, better nutrients into your body. And preventatively, it actually counterbalances stress because your body doesn't, it has to work really hard to process processed food. And that in itself is causing stress in the body. And so when you can um, eat something healthy that actually nourishes your body and your system, it doesn't have to work as hard. And so you're alleviating that stress pattern that comes from not eating right. And so if you can create a balance between, I'm not saying never have anything not nutritious. I'm just saying, try to create a balance. And if you're used to eating like junk all the time, um, I wanna challenge you to like go like once, once a week, or, you know, cut down um, your junk food intake and try, you know, once or twice a week to eat something super nutritious and just like monitor, like, how do you feel? And vice versa, like if you eat healthy all the time and you're like, oh, I never have junk, like it's okay to have a cheat day. Um, and just, but monitor, like, how does it make you feel? And if it feels okay, then, you know, go back to eating healthy and see the difference. Cause I can guarantee you, you will see a difference between putting junk in your body and putting, you know, nutritious food that actually feeds and nourishes your body. So number one is eat well. Um, and I always wanna say eat well enough because, you know, we're humans, we're not perfect. It's okay to have, especially this time of year, it's so hot right now, it's like 90 degrees in Denver. Um, and uh, that's really, it's really hot really early for us. Like usually we're in the you know upper 70s, maybe um, low 80s in June, but man, it's it's been 90 the last couple of days, so it's kind of crazy. But um, eat well enough. So when you know ice cream sounds good, have some ice cream. I'm not saying give up ice cream, but um, eat well enough. Number two is you got to move it, move it, just like in Madagascar. You got to move it, move it. Anyway. Um, even if like, so a, a lot of my day is sedentary. And so what I've taken myself to do is, um, I have like a little timer on my phone and I started doing like these just random little exercises. So I have a staircase that's right next to my desk. And so I'll just get up, like I set the timer and I get up and I do like five pushups or I'll, uh, challenge myself to do the stairs five times in a minute, um, like up and down. And so just like those little movements when you can't get out and move, but then, you know, give yourself the gift of going out and getting some fresh air. Cause we often don't do that. And if you can't do that, then give yourself the gift of doing some kind of exercise. Um, it's been really interesting. My mom, usually she's a big gym goer and the gyms here in Denver are still not open. And so, um, since she moved, she really hasn't been going to the gym anyway. But, you know, we'll go walk and things like that. But she's like, oh, I, I need to do something. My arms are so flabby. And so I set her up with YouTube on our kitchen TV. And I am shocked and amazed and in awe at how many workouts are on YouTube that are for any age group. And so if you're just like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if you can find even a YouTube workout um, to get started, just, you know, choose a beginning workout. Or if you, um, you're more serious and you want like some accountability, I have the Peloton app. I do not have a Peloton bike, but I have the Peloton app and I love it. Uh, it's like $14 a month, but you get access to all of their classes, including cycling, yoga, meditation. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, strength building, walking workouts, running workouts. So there's like all these workouts and 
they're all like the instructors are so good so and i totally do not get a kickback from peloton but <laughs> i would highly recommend the peloton app and it tracks like how many days and um, and you don't have to have any equipment to use it so i do the peloton yoga workouts pretty much i'm on a streak so knock on wood i'm like on a on a streak but i've been trying to do it every night um, to get ready for bed and it really makes a difference so we'll talk about sleep in, in just a little bit but um anytime you can get moving specifically um doing something that's kind of a relaxation mode like that uh before you go to sleep so you're kind of gent gently easing towards going to bed um, you are going to sleep better but other than that you just you will you'll start to feel better like everything functions better your thoughts will be better you'll be more clear about things and just giving yourself the gift to move even if it's just a little bit during the day um, because your body requires movement and i know a lot of us um that sit all day and we don't move i can tell a big difference at least for me in um the amount of aches and pains i have when i don't do any movement so anything you can do just move it and um, get uh, some blood circulating and if you can get your heart rate up even better. So that's number two is move it. Number three is meditation. And I have been meditating, I could probably look on my app, but I don't know, but at least, I, I wanna say it's close to 10 years. It's been at least seven and I wanna say longer than that. I think, it, I think when I looked, it was almost 10 years. Um, and I use an app that I've mentioned before on this podcast called Insight Timer. It has tons and tons of free meditations, including guided, and they have like a little gong bell you can set up and a timer and like, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. And then they also have a paid version, which is, I don't have the paid version yet, but I've been thinking about it because they have all these courses you can do. Um, and it's super cheap. It's like some dumb amount of money for the year. And um, I, don't, I don't even think it's $10 a month. I don't even know. But anyway, it's, it's really cheap for what you get. But um, anyway, when you can do some kind of meditation to quiet your mind, it gives you time to breathe and to think. And the most powerful thing that I have done for myself in self-care is to meditate. And I typically meditate before bed and when I get up in the morning. And I can tell you, even if you can just do one of those, and even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, you have to have time for your brain to just kind of shut off and for the universe to create magic. And when you can just listen, your intuition gets stronger. You don't have as many questions. You're not so um, discombobulated. Your thoughts are clearer. Um, you know, you're more confident in the action you're taking. And I just, I really can't say um, enough about how much meditation will change your life if you're not doing it already. And the other thing I want to throw in here is that there's like this, I don't know, somehow there's like this mindset that you have to meditate perfectly. And I'm air quoting perfectly. And there is no perfect meditation. Like you don't have to sit a certain way and you don't have to do it a certain way. It's just like, it's the time for you to just kind of sit and regroup and listen to like what your higher power, God, whatever you want to say, is trying to get through to you and what direction you should take and what, you know, what you should be focusing on for the day and what's going to, you know, just drive, drive your, your greatest happiness, because we're really here to experience joy. And the more joy we can have in our lives, the better. So, um, 
And not only that, but when you meditate first thing in the morning, it just like sets the expectation for your energy level versus like getting up and starting your day, looking at emails or social media, which can always be, it can always drag you down. I'm not saying it always does, but it can. Um, When you start the day with the news, you're just like, oh, it's so much negativity. Whereas if you can start your day with just breathing and focusing on gratitude and really just like breathing in, like we don't, we take our breath for granted and it's the one thing that we can't live without. But if you just spend, you know, time breathing, taking in five, 10 really deep breaths and just focusing on like, wow, this is a miracle that my body can do this for me. And, um, you know, focusing that energy in that direction, first thing is gonna keep it um, perpetuating throughout the day. Okay, so moving on to number four. This is a biggie. We are inundated by uh, devices from the minute we wake up to throughout the entire day and to the end of the day. And it can be really, it's one, it's a huge distractor. It's a giant time suck. And it also um, is a great conditioner for our mood, whether that's positive or negative. Um, and so if you're really struggling with stress and you, you want to take care of yourself, I highly recommend using your devices at a minimum. And, um, so an example of this is like, instead of meditating, you get up and you check your email and then you notice, oh, somebody has a problem. Well, then you start automatically thinking about how you're going to solve that person's problem instead of t- starting your day on a higher vibration and going, okay, like what is, what's gonna be the best thing for me to focus on today? Where do I need to put my energy? Like you don't get to dictate your day. It's now been dictated by somebody else's demand. And so um, as human beings, we're naturally problem fixers and we wanna fix problems and we wanna take care of uh, the stuff that's going out there. And even if we don't intentionally wanna pick up somebody's problem, like say, um, somebody's cat is sick on Facebook and you see it and you're like, oh, I, oh, I feel so bad for them. I hope they're, you've like picked it up and you carry it around with you. So whether you're consciously trying to fix that person's cat problem or unconsciously, it's still there. It's still hanging there because you picked it up, um, whether you did, did it willingly or unwillingly. And so um, it can easily take us off course and then we don't get focused on the things that we want to get done. We don't accomplish the things we want to accomplish. And worse of all, worse is when you have a lot of the negative things going on that have been going on in 2020, um, it can be really hard to stay neutral or positive. And it's much easier to stay motivated and stay um, engaged when you can stay positive. But when you have something throw you off track and like maybe it's a negative comment or a negative review, like you're gonna go down that path. And so if you can just avoid that to begin with or put yourself, um, put some limits on the time or the interaction that you create on social media, you will find that you one, get a whole lot more done and two, you are less exhausted because engaging in all of these different things, whether it's so easy to just go back and forth with comments and have arguments with people on Facebook. And I see it all the time with people. Um, And it's mentally exhausting just to view it. You don't even have to be in the conversation, but you're just like, you get off and you're just like, oh my God, I can't, no more. I cannot do this anymore. And so whatever those limits look like for you, like for me, um, my limitation is, not engaging on Facebook except for maybe once a day. 
And if I post something, like I intentionally choose to post things that are positive or uplifting. And I don't have, um, I don't consistently have people in my newsfeed that are one way or the other. And if they, they start posting, they're so confrontational. I just, I unfollow them. <laughs> I don't want it in my newsfeed. And so um, you can control a lot of things, but notice the effect that social media and your device and, and all of these things have on your day, your energy, your, um, you know, how much you get done in a day, your productivity, and then make modifications from there. So, you know, um, I'm not saying that all devices are bad or, you know, you need to stay away from them completely, but I'm just saying be observant of how it impacts your mental health and your emotional health and even physically like if it's exhausting if you're on facebook and then you're just like exhausted when you get off well there is a clue for you like that's not a great place for you to be um and same with you know whatever if it's something irritates you and you just carry it around and carry it around and carry it around then that's not a great place to start with um and i know we can't avoid it at all costs but you definitely can limit the amount of time that you um spend on devices, email, social media, all of those different things. And then for sure, studies have shown that um, not having your phone in your bedroom and not um, in engaging with electronics for 60 to 90 minutes before bedtime results in lower stress, um, better sleep, um, better specifically REM sleep, and um, just it's just overall better for your body like we really don't know what these cell phones do long term to our physical bodies and so i would encourage you to just try it like you don't even have to put it far away just don't have it next to your nightstand like you could still have it in your bedroom if you want just don't have it by your head and just see what will happen um like with me, I know I have a um, meditation that I listen to. So what I do is I just put it across the room and I have a speaker next to my um, nightstand and I stream it to the speaker. And then, you know, after 20 minutes, it shuts off and then it's done. So, you know, whatever workaround you can come up with, but just try to like, I know people that fall asleep with their phone. And I'm just like, this is, we've got to like put a line in the sand for our own well-being and self-care. So, um, and then the other thing that can really throw you off track is the news. Now, I am not a news watcher. I subscribe to two different um, news, I don't, I don't know what, what you would call them. I'm just gonna call them skimming services. They like tell me like what I need to know Monday through Friday, and that's all I need to know. If I need to know more, then I'll find it, I'll find out on Monday through Friday. And it's made a huge difference in my life. And so uh, I would recommend that. The first is called The Skim and it's S-K-I-M-M. -M, so like you're gonna skim the news with an extra M. And they give you the lowdown and they, they like just high level, this is what's going on in the world. This is what happened on this side. This is what happened on that side. And then they, that's it. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know the details. I don't need to know the sensationalism of it. And it's a great one. And then the other one I found actually during COVID is um, the Wall Street Journal has a recap that they send. And there are probably other ones out there. But I just happened to like this one and I got um, pulled into it because I wanted to stay on top of 
the COVID like numbers and like what we needed to be doing and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, um, it's one of those two. I usually don't read both of them and I will link to them in the show notes. You can find it at lisaconnor.com forward slash 91. Uh, so if you want to check either of those out, they're both free. Um, and they are like, I just really like not having to turn the TV on and watch the news. My mom will be like, <laughs> I called her today. This is a perfect example. She's like, uh, well, I turned on the news and da-da. and she's like going down this whole monologue. I'm like, I don't want to know. And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You don't care about the news. I'm like, no, I don't. Because I already got what I needed to know. And I don't need to be drug into it. And I really wish you'd stop watching it, too, because all it does is stress you out. <laughs> so um, anyway, you choose how you want to do that. But just be careful of how much news you consume, because it really there was an article I just read the other day about um the impact that it can have mentally on us when we are consumed by the news. And it's a very negative impact. So um, be aware of how you feel, how it's affecting your sleep and how it's affecting your decisions and how you um, are caring for yourself. So that's all on that one is to turn off the news, social media and your device. So that's number four. Number five is sleep. Now, who would think sleeping just in a little comatose state would be so good for you? But it is. It's one of the best things you can do for your body. Um, Health experts recommend between eight and 10 hours. Like, I don't know how many of you get 10 hours of sleep. I can't even tell you the last time I got 10 hours of sleep. But eight hours is pretty regular for me, um, even with teenagers. Because I know when I don't get eight hours of sleep, I am cranky. Like I am, everything irritates me and like I am not productive and I need more coffee and that's not good. So like if you're not getting eight hours of sleep, I implore you to um, one, do a really good self-evaluation of how actually you're doing. And are you living on Red Bull and coffee? Because that in itself is a true tale, true sign. But also like if you're not getting eight hours of sleep, what happens when you do? Um, because a lot of us think, hey, we're okay with four hours of sleep. But really, your body is so exhausted that it's just on autopilot. And you can't think clearly. You can't make decisions clearly. You definitely can't sit and meditate because your brain is like, um, <clears throat> you're probably wired on caffeine or something else. And then you can't fall asleep because you've wired yourself up all day. And so creating a consistent sleep pattern, like when my boys were little, they always had a sleep schedule and um, they've always been really good sleepers. They've always slept, you know, through the night and never had, you know, we didn't have a lot of nightmares or anything like that. And they, they still sleep a lot, probably at least nine, eight or nine hours minimum, sometimes 10, sometimes more. Like sometimes if they're really tired, they'll sleep more, but, um, I think it's, you know, it's resulted in them being more balanced. They're definitely more healthy Um, overall. They, you know, they don't get ill very often Um, and they're very well adjusted. And I really have to attribute that to them having very good sleep schedules and sleeping a lot. And so if they're an indication, and there's three of them, of the human condition is that we all need sleep. We all need time to decompress and to rest and to... Um, let our body recuperate. And so, um, and sleep in itself reduces stress. Like if you can just sleep and you can sleep well and you can sleep throughout the night, you will automatically feel better in the morning. Like who hasn't? 
So one of the things that comes up often, both with clients and with friends is like, you know, what happens when I can't fall asleep? And it happens, like even with my kids, it'll happen. And um, we have the sleepy oils, that's what we call them. And so there's a couple of things that I do. One um, that I've done consistently for a while is I always fall asleep to a meditation of some sort. And again, I, I use um, Insight Timer, I'll link to it in the show notes. But they have some great sleep meditations. And I actually got started with meditation um, when I was doing yoga. I had, a, I had a really great yoga studio by me and they ended up closing before all this COVID stuff happened. The owner moved and um, they ended up closing, long story short. And um, when I was going to the studio, a couple of the instructors would always have what's called yoga nidra. And yoga nidra is kind of like really um, slow moving restorative yoga. And then yoga nidra, the meditation component is a way to slow down your central nervous system and relax it. And so when you do yoga nidra right before you go to sleep, and really like focus on the actual meditation piece of it, you you will fall asleep before the end of the meditation. I can guarantee it because it naturally um, focuses your attention and your thoughts on what is happening in your body. And so your body just starts to like melt and it's, it's pretty amazing. So if you do have Insight Timer or you wanna go download it, look for a Yoga Nidra meditation. Um, you can also buy them. I have one that I got on iTunes and I think the lady's name is Julie Nader. That's the one I started with before I knew about Insight Timer and I bought it, I don't know, it was like $2 or something. Whatever songs are on iTunes now, that's probably what it is. But I can link to that as well. But it's a really good one and I've, I don't think I've ever made it to the end. Like I make 10 minutes in and I'm out, like for the night, out. So if you're having problems falling asleep, I highly recommend Yoga Nidra. One of the things I have my kids do is it's kind of like counting sheep, but you count your breath. And um, there's a, a pattern. And like, if you can imagine it as a square, like when you breathe in to the count of four, and then you hold it for a count of four, and then you breathe out for a count of four and hold it for four, and then you start over. In for four, hold it for four, out for four hold it for four. And when you can do that 10 or 11 times, like your body will just naturally go, oh, I like this. Because it brings awareness to your breath. It relaxes your mind. It gives you something to focus on that's not whatever's running through your brain. Um, and it just naturally creates relaxation. And then the last, there's a couple other things that we that you can do if you can't fall asleep. One is, well, there's about three. Don't drink a bunch of caffeine <laughs> like four hours before bed. Like stop caffeine, um, because when you have all that, it takes a while to go through your system. Um, but essential oils. So there's a few that we use. Um, one, I'm a big fan of doTERRA. So um, I will link to the two that I use, but one is lavender. It's a great, it's just known to be relaxing. So even if you're stressed out during the day, you can grab your lavender oil and just put a little on your wrist or put some on a cotton ball and sniff it. Um, whatever you wanna do, you can diffuse it. Um, lavender is a great one. But then we also use a blend called Serenity, which is also great, just like if you're if you're having stress. Um, and it has lavender in it, but it also has some other things. So I will link to those two. Those are great for right before bed. Serenity and lavender. And then the last thing is, um, that I was introduced to about a year ago are tuning forks. So as you've heard me talk about before, we are all made of energy and a tuning fork basically um, is sort of like a singing bowl 
that you use um, on the chakras of your body, or you can just listen to it, but it tunes your energetic vibration to its most natural state. And so when you use a tuning fork on your body, and I will link to these as well, I bought them, I bought mine on Amazon, um, and they're awesome. You only need two of them, but um, if you really wanna get into like, I can't relax, this will relax you no matter what. Um, but the tuning forks will bring you back to your most natural relaxed state. And so um, it relaxes you and it just makes it really easy for you to fall asleep and stay asleep. So lots of things you can do to fall asleep if you're having trouble. And um, I will make a note to add all of those into the show notes so that you can have links to everything I've talked about if that's um, of interest to you and you're having problems falling asleep. So, and then we've got two more. So number six is if like you feel like you're not able to move forward and you're just like thinking about things all the time that are going on in the world and it's stressing you out it's probably because you're in your head and it's so easy for us to stay in our heads especially as entrepreneurs because we have millions of ideas like i'm an idea machine like i could come up with an idea every day for a new business but that doesn't help me accomplish the idea when i do that and so Um, Number six is to take action. Like instead of being stuck in your head and um, stuck in your thoughts and stuck in the what might happens, I I encourage you to just start taking steps. Start taking action towards where you wanna go and what you want to happen. Because the action itself will um, create a spark that propels things to move in that direction. They will, will, will propel you to make more decisions, to do the next step, to whatever it is. So like when you're putting something off, even if you can just take one little step that day and move forward, um, it'll start, it like becomes a perpetual motion because it's like, oh, I did that yesterday. Sweet, now I can do this today. Sweet, now I can do this tomorrow. And so like it just keeps the um, roller coaster going, the action roller coaster going. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need like a little push start. And then you can, you know, you're climbing those hills and taking those dips and you're moving right through. So get out of the habit of overthinking uh, the what ifs and the, all the details. Sometimes you just need to take an action step and know that, uh, you know, not every one of those is going to be perfect. And that's okay, because guess what? Um, here's a newsflash for you. We are human. <laughs> we are allowed to make mistakes. I know you may not have been uh, uh, brought up that way, may not have believed that mistakes are okay and possible, but they are, it's impossible to go through life without making a mistake. And if you look at mistakes as um, something that is a learning opportunity, versus a failure, it will completely transform the way that you start taking action. And so um, I want to encourage you, whenever you feel stuck, like just write out a plan of like three or four things that you could do to just get things moving forward. So if you're worried about not having enough clients because um, say you're a restaurant, and um, COVID has been really hard on the restaurant and entertain or the yeah entertainment and travel industry. And so, like, if you could just make a list of like things you could do, like what are some things you can do, and then put one of those in motion. And so, an example of this is like, I have um, some contacts and friends that just opened a winery like two weeks before COVID happened, 
And so they could have been like, oh, we can't do anything. But no, what did they do? Well, they added food to their menu and then they created like packaged meals that could be picked up with wine. And so um, that's what can happen if you just start, instead of getting sucked into the, oh, poor me syndrome, you start to think of these ideas that you can, you know, put down on a piece of paper and then you're like, okay, well, if we did this, then we could do this. And um, the people that are gonna get stuck are the people that get stuck in the mentality of the poor me, I'm a victim, I can't do anything, I'm stuck, da da da. Yeah, you're gonna be stuck because the world has changed, it's not going back. Um, things will never be the way they used to be. And so the industries that are starting to transform and come up with new ideas, um, that have well look at disney disney's a perfect example so their theme parks like make them billions of dollars and they've been closed for two months over almost three months and do you think they're going to be able to go back to do business the way they used to no absolutely not so they've had to transform the way that they're going to do do business now compared to the way it was a year ago and they're not going to just close up shop and go yep we're done no they're going to like be innovative as they have always been and come up with new ways to serve their audience. And so um, when you take action and you start brainstorming those ideas and start putting some of those ideas into action is when you're going to see transformation. So that's my sixth tip is to take some sort of action and it can be small. It doesn't have to be giant leaps. Um, just get comfortable taking that first step. And then my last tip for this podcast to um, for self-care is to get creative. And I know a lot of people are like, I'm not creative, but everyone is creative in their own unique way. And sometimes moving into a creative activity, whether that is painting or gardening or cooking or drawing, painting, writing, whatever that is for you, whatever propels that um, little inside, uh, little kid inside of you, I, I encourage you to put, make that a daily component of your self-care. Um, for me, like I've always loved coloring. Like even as a little kid, like the 64 um, box of Crayola crayons was like, oh, I've hit the lottery. Like I just, it was like the best thing ever. And I still love coloring, which is why I still like stamping. And I've noticed a huge difference of allowing myself to have that time of creativity versus not having it not only on um, how much my business produces, but also like how I feel in general. When I give myself that time to be creative, like I just feel so much more at ease. Things roll off my back a lot easier. Um, I'm not so stressed out. I'm not focused on things that I can't control. And so there is so much to be said about creativity and allowing yourself to just create and not have a judgment scale around it. Like it doesn't have to be the best painting in the world. Like if you have fun and you're doing it and you're just like putting your energy out onto the canvas and it turns out to be whatever it turns out to be and you're just like, yep, yeah, whatever. And you just liked the experience, then that is that is the creativity that boosts um, immunity and lower stress and, and makes you uh, invigorated. And so uh, I want to encourage you in some way to find a way to have creativity um, experiences every single day. Have a creative outlet that you allow yourself um, to experience because we all have creative energy inside of us, especially entrepreneurs and business owners. But 
if we don't let that out and we just get stuck in the day-to-day, like I got to do the accounting, I got to invoice people today, I got to write copy, whatever that is, like all those things and that eats up all our time, we don't have any energy to flourish. We don't have any energy that's like um, restarting that excitement that we had when we started our business. So that's it. I'm going to run through as a recap the seven uh, things that you can do to incorporate self-care into your business so you can succeed in your business. Number one is eat well. Number two is to move it, move it. Number three is to meditate. Number four is to turn off devices, news and social media. Number five is get some Z's for sure. Number five. Number six is to take action and think less. And number seven is to get creative. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave me a review over on iTunes. And until next week, I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying uh, your summer as it started. And I will see you next week. Take care. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge to sign up for my five-day challenge to create your opt-in. Your opt-in is the key to growing your email list. And haven't you put it off long enough? In this five-day challenge, you will have easy to follow steps to get your opt-in done on your website, generating new leads so that you can grow your email list and grow your profits. Don't miss out. It's coming up in June. For all the details, head over to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge. I'll see you soon.